Hello everyone and welcome to the Stream Team, your number one movie podcast for all things streaming. I'm your host Keith Evans and with me as usual Chris Lowry and Cole Miller and today we're going under deep cover to Point Break 1991. Johnny Utah. Johnny Utah. Man, you would have been off the pod. I'm so mad too because the movie stinks. Yeah. Yeah. After Police Academy. Academy. Or Police Academy. That's where we draw the fucking line. Yeah. Now, you would have been more mad at yourself than anything. Yeah, you watched it. That's that again, dude. I want that for two times. Poor soul, man. <laughs> yeah, we are. And you're prepped already. Dude. Yeah, we're he didn't even have to watch it again. He watched it. I can do yeah. something. To watch it twice. Around. I don't care what point in his life he did it. He can. We can start talking about it right now, and he'll be ready. He's good. He's yeah. gonna go. He's he's always ready. Like simplify. Like he. I mean, it's uh, yeah. He's always ready to go. Like so. 1991. We have a. Great, That's my birth year, boys. It's a good one. Directed by your, yeah. your girl, Catherine Bigelow, who also did The Hurt Locker and Zero Dark Thirty. She's yeah, uh, pretty she's, solid. Yeah. Not bad at all. Rotten Tomato score yeah. 70 to 79. Had a budget of $8 million. I don't know if she pulled that off. $8 million, $43 million worldwide. And I know it's gained steam since then. I think it's one of those movies that just grew in the dark and you know post post movie release and i'm sure vh vhs sales and dvd sales it well. was a vhs movie for sure no we doubt used to pop it in all the fucking time all the man. time right it, it's and it seemed like everybody's house we'd go over to keith had a copy of this you know what i mean like right. when we were growing up everywhere you went somebody had <laughs> point break and there's so many comparisons i can make to this like and we'll get into it as we get into it but there's just like the adrenaline rush that you get from watching a movie like this it makes you just want to go do some dumb really dumb things but it just it reminds me there's so many parallels to fast and furious and i know we'll dive into that i mean of course the undercover mm. and joining the gang and this gang is doing this thing but like just just the comparisons that can't be made from that to this but then also it's just like i want to go skydiving right now you know i mean there's just so yeah, many let's times do where let's it's just jump like out of a fucking plane. let's go jump out of a plane you're about to jump out of a perfectly good plane like that that yeah. scene was 13 minutes but it was like i can't get enough of this free fall of these these five guys jumping five six guys jumping out of plane it was great but runtime of two hours and two minutes one minute however you want to go and cast was was good it's a good up and coming young cast of course of Patrick Swayze Keanu Reeves Gary Busey in there who was really good I'd actually forgotten yeah Gary Busey man right before throws he, me uh, off had that major Always injury me. yeah yeah he was yeah. it was really good Lori Petty was awesome John C McGinley yo boy. I mean, we, oh, yeah. we we talk about a lot of people who've been in a lot of movies. Even with John C. McGinley, I feel like he's been in a lot of movies that we've done even accidentally, just because he's a guy who just he's just in a lot of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. he, he's he's a guy. I mean, because I know we we talked about him with the I can't remember off the top of my head now, but I remember telling y'all that I we walked me and my buddy walked past him in Atlanta. He was on a walking mm-hmm. trail, just exercising randomly. So he's yep. he's a dude that likes mm-hmm. to be in front of the camera clearly. But I think it was The Rock, huh? It was The Rock. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's one of those guys that I think, for whatever reason, he is liked by the directors that we like, because it seems like a lot of the people that we enjoy watching make movies like to put him in small roles, like in you know any given Sunday or mm-hmm. whatever it mm-hmm. is. Like they're, they're 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 he gets snuck in quite a bit, and he always gives a pretty memorable performance. You know, he's not necessarily this like lights out actor, but you always remember his parts. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I really like him. I actually especially like him in any, any given Sunday. He actually modeled that character out of after Jim Rome. I don't know if y'all knew mm-hmm. that because his name was Jack Rose, and so even the initials Jack Rose, lined up. Sure yeah, but he he modeled him after after Jim as being a prick of a media guy, which he was. But mm-hmm. anyway, so we have a movie that was made like a 1991 FBI agent goes undercover to catch a gang of surfers who may be bank robbers. So again, we have somebody who is that's okay. all you need, man. That's yeah, how let's, you, let's, you pitch and, that. And let's roll, and then you make a movie. Yeah, this this could potentially, and I'll get your take on this, Chris. And, well, both of you guys, but Chris, we'll start with you. Does this to you kind of fall into the same bucket as Top Gun? It's like a movie that's just awesome but doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Ah, uh, doesn't make a. Or is it? Do, do, I mean, I know, I know, this is going to have more of a plot. Yeah, than that's Top what I was going to say. I, was still, like, I don't know if I can say it makes yeah. less sense or the same amount of sense just because the story is a, a bit more cohesive. Like things don't kind of just happen in the same way as they do in Top Gun, which, like, you know, isn't a, mm-hmm. a detriment mm-hmm. to Top Gun. It certainly seemed like that was just part of it. You know, like they wanted to, for lack of a better term, just kind of get the vibes right and then give you a little bit of action. <laughs> like, this does yeah. have a bit more of a, uh, like, connected this and this and this type of story. You know, like a, a cause and effect mm-hmm. type deal. You seem to have a yeah, flow to it. And not just do, and not just like, hey, just go be some dudes in this scene, and we'll just. We'll oh no, cut it doesn't whatever. avoid that. I, I, I won't. <laughs> I'm not going to say that there weren't some old. Yeah, there's a couple. Yeah, yeah. Of I want to say like it completely avoids the good old. Just go be some guy, not some guy in the typical sense, but it doesn't you know avoid the trap of you know just right. go out there and just be some dudes, and what we get will come out of like play sand football. Right, and right. Like, they're not doing anything like they're also <laughs> playing like the most destructive game of football like ever. <laughs> yeah, what <laughs> the fuck were they doing, man? Everybody they was were taking to die. like real snaps. They were under. They were like in shotgun. They were under center. <laughs> Under center in a in a in a sand football game, Chris. That's actually yep. that's literally a note I had typed up. I was like, Keanu is under center, like with a, I mean, he's, yeah. going, he's going on a three gun, count. Dude. He's going on a right. He's going yeah, on a right, three right. count, dude. Somebody's gonna get fucking killed. Like, where yeah. all, they had guys blocking on the line. Like, where, how did? Where did all these? There were five people here one minute ago. Now we feel they had like special teams and shit. Devin the Hester was beach. there for some reason. Like, what the fuck's going yeah. on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Bosworth out there. He was out there like taking. Is that heads? Mason Crosby yeah. on the kick? What the fuck? <laughs> Wait a second. They're kicking an extra point in, in the, the Boz is out there, man. Yeah. So like, head down. <laughs> Todd Marinovich out there, like they're just like the most ridiculous group of people ever. So yeah. like you know it it, it you know for a long show as long it it definitely makes a bit more sense than Top Gun, but I think it does run into kind of the thing for maybe around that era of filmmaking, especially with the movies like this, like to just kind of have fun maybe is the wrong word. I'm sure Cole will articulate it better, and we'll probably find a better way of you just to have those sequences that are that are just like energetic and just you know really letting like the characters live outside of hey we need to specifically get to this next plot point like okay well these are just you know characters interacting doing whatever they might be doing for whatever reason right so like it makes a bit more sense but it still has the just go do some stuff kind of kind of feel to it at times (laughs) but i think it works better in this because you know those moments come in as like moments of levity because there is so much structure outside of them yeah, Colin, I'll, I'll throw it to you real quick. How do you feel? I mean, I know it's not going to be the exact same because there actually is a plot to this and Top Gun was just like, we're going to fly planes and shoot some people down. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as as far as just like a 90s 
dudes, let's go have some fun. This is going to be reckless. It's going to be adrenaline rush, but it's still going to be exciting. How, how does this fall for you? Yeah, so it's it's weird because like it in in a lot of ways it reminded me of movies from that era, and I know mm-hmm. that's a pretty boring way for me to say this, but like it nowadays you can't really make a film that isn't all plot at is super highly paced in order to keep everybody's attention the whole time. But that used to not mm-hmm. really be the case, right? Like you didn't have to open a movie with your best action set piece in order to you know have a film that people wanted to go see, right? So. You know, you have two, maybe three real gunfights in this entire movie, but there is that, like, filler space that you do have to have things that are going on. And a lot of times people used to take really cool guys like Keanu Reeves or Patrick Swayze and just let them do really cool shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, there, there isn't a lot of reason why that football game is important. You can stretch a little bit and be like, oh, it builds a bond between him and Patrick Swayze, but, like... That's not the point of it, right? Like, it just feels cool. You know he's an ex-football player. It's it, it's fun to watch, and it's a little bit absurd, right? You do learn yes. that the two guys are two guys are larger than life, but that's that's just how yep. 90s movies used to work. Right, yeah, and, and I think that's what it was. You had and two, late 80s is right. probably a better way to put that. Two but. heavyweights like that. I mean, even, even with the opening scene, you had the two leads. You know, Keanu's on the gun range, and he's doing his testing, and he's in the, the pouring down. I don't know what it was about the 90s. Yeah, what in the fuck would they? There's down. no way they'd make him do that in a monsoon. <laughs> it reminded me I was of the thinking last that voice, too. I was like, man, that's Boy crazy. Scout. Remember the opening scene for that? Just like that game. Oh, hell yeah. A monsoon and Billy. Tony Scott, man. Yeah, whatever his. Yeah, Tony, yeah, Tony Scott special. But yeah, Keanu's doing his thing on the gun range. Then we have Patrick Swayze, Bodie. He's out there surfing. And so we get to see. We, we, we're already set up with what these guys can do and, and what they're awesome at and, and how we're going to be how they're going to be presented throughout the course of the movie, but it does. So it starts out with Keanu going to, of course, a special investigation unit that he's going to go to. And, and of course, John C. McGinley is like his ball busting of a boss. It Again, it does the thing that I love so much where you have like this young top of the top of his class recruit or whatever coming out. And, oh, yeah, and he's yeah, like, shit on I know you're the top of your class. But what do you know? Absolutely nothing. You know, less than nothing. How'd you even get assigned yeah. to us? We must have had an out. He said, we must have had an asshole shortage. <laughs> is what he said. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we must have had an asshole shortage. Keanu, I hate it when that happens. Yeah. Keanu's like, I guess I guess we didn't, but it's just it's always yeah. funny to me how that, that that that's the thing that always happens is like you clearly have like <laughs> What's that clear, asshole shortage, uh, asshole shortage. Like what happened? The the, the, the jerk store <laughs> called. I always think of Seinfeld whenever I hear stuff like that. But yeah. he comes in, and we know that Keanu's really good. We know he's good on the range, but he also you know top his class. You know, sharp sharp recruit, sharp guy coming into this investigative unit. But we have then we we young dumb and full of cum. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when that line. Well, I don't. I can't remember what movie I first heard that in. But every time I hear that, it it absolutely just dude it shreds me because it's just like it's the dumbest quote ever. But dude, it's so it, stupid. It yeah. hung around for so long, and like there's still people, I man, still remnants of it now where you may catch you know some old head saying it. But dude, it's just hilarious, man. How or just, some version of it, right? Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I, I really that's don't know. Just like baloney for some reason. I don't reason. know why that's always been a thing. Like, there's something about managers in whatever industry, like older managers, middle aged managers who just have that one saying that makes no sense, but they apply it to everything. Like, <laughs> oh, in, man, in, they're always going to get it. Oh, like, dude, they're, yeah, regardless. Oh, yeah, they're going to get Yeah. 
regardless. Yep. They'll even tweak it a little. Like the core concept <laughs> and the words will still. It doesn't be matter. There, doesn't. Yeah. No. But like they'll find a way to like you twist it. it. They'll in. like add like an extra adjective or something. Or fucking <laughs> he finds a way, man. <laughs> and they'll sneak it right in. T- I had a, I had an old GM, and anytime somebody would would bring like there was a conversation. And he felt like whatever the latest comment that was was unnecessary to the whole conversation, he'd be like, "My ass hurts," and everybody would be like, "What are you talking about? What does that even mean? Like, how? What does that mean to the context of this conversation?" But he would just—that's what he would say. Like, and, and we were always—it would always shut the conversation down. So I don't know if he just did it for that sake, but he would—that would be his saying, and we would all just kind of look at each other befuddled and be like. Okay, well, I guess I'm gonna go dice some tomatoes in. I don't know what the fuck's yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah. Like, it's just... I'm gonna make this Spud Max. Yeah, take it as a sign. Like, <laughs> trying to tell me to get a move on. I yeah, guess. it's like I guess I'm yeah, gonna just, move. I'll but... just get to work, dude. That's all you gotta say. <laughs> That's all you had to say. Like you're the boss. You just tell us to go to work. Poets. Yeah, you can just tell us to go to work. You don't have to have some like shit saying to get us to move around. But <laughs> anyway, so the Robbers address as former presidents. All right, the premise of the movie is you know like, built on a lot like of other movies. Feels again a lot like the Fast and the Furious in particular, but they're very precise, well organized, get in and out of a bank. Yeah, again another another really cool thing that's <laughs> funny thing that's done is like when the bank robbers get into the bank and they're like, there's always the one guy who doesn't do anything, but he's just like. 45 seconds you know and it just like started yeah. Oh, yeah. gotta have that guy man you gotta, gotta have, have that guy. guy that's always the best dude but they hit you also gotta give the ex-presidents credit because they were in fact bipartisan as well um so you know especially in a in a very locked political system back in the day they uh they yeah, did a good job great I think it was great, man. Yeah. But they, but they clearly had an mo. They clearly had. They never shot anybody in tw- twenty-seven banks in three years, and they only hit the cash drawers. And they never hit the vault, so they could be in and out and on their way. Cole, when it comes to precision, and you have mm-hmm. a movie like this, and, and you know, of course, we know who the robbers are as the surfers. But like, it is it, to me, it was kind of odd, but it still played well that they weren't one of those like ex-military or something like that, where you have this precision and they have like. You know, this crew doesn't do this, this crew do, does that, but it's just surfers going for the thrill, and that's what they do. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because, like, even as the movie progresses, like, none of them really strike you as particularly intelligent guys, right? right I mean, I correct. know Bodie is supposed to be, right? Like, he is, he's definitely the smartest of the group and, and more of just a lost soul more than he is, like, a dumb, evil guy. Like, he doesn't mm-hmm. understand the system, and that's why he does it, right? But the other guys are just dipshits, right? So oh, if they well didn't have the the brilliance, you know, you, you we're used to seeing, especially in bank robbery movies up until this point, you had movies like Heat or you had something like that where everybody was super smart and very good at their job, but one guy was way better than everybody else. Mm-hmm. We didn't really see a yep. lot of like surfers and thrill seekers doing that sort of thing. And... You know, it kind of fits the mold, right? Like you, you would think these guys are at least some bit athletic. They're able to to move very quickly. They are they know their way around the the city, obviously pretty well. So they're probably good at plotting out what they need to do and that sort of thing. So it's viable to me, um, and and especially with the the uh, like mistakes that they make. Like, yeah, that that is something that a surfer would do. Yeah, and the only thing that, that was left out, and it's probably on purpose, but I always like a good schematic scene where somebody's like the, the procedural of the bank stuff, and like, man. Okay, yeah, the the head teller is here, the boss is over here, so we need to be in and out of this office. But like, you, 
Right, yeah, but I think that this crew wouldn't have done that because, like you said, they're surfers, and so it's just like, we just need to be in and out real quick, grab what you can, and let's get out of here before the cops show up or before we have to, we don't have time to do this or that. And there's word about getting the cash and then burning the car. And so the first scene we get that, they they get in the bank, <coughs> excuse me, they get in there, they get out, burn their car, and then we have Pappas in Utah going with it there they're like oh yeah we'll, we'll go to the car and they get to, they get into that shouting match and pappas is just like you're a hot shot and then utah's like you're over the hill and they're just like yelling at each other in, in in the middle of this active investigation chris you know having a scene like this where you have another odd pair of two guys who are, are put together where you know hmm. <laughs> it's like what did pappas say whenever he was about to go you know go go get those bricks blind floated in the pool he's like yeah and on top of that he's like in my whole year you know in my whole time in this service i've only had to pull my gun one time but i've never had to get a brick from the bottom of a pool yeah and on top of that <laughs> i've got some you know limp dick or whatever he called whatever the 90s saying was that he had of what, what he called utah but yeah they get paired together we have the odd couple chris where we have the the veteran who's a little bit over the hill but he's still got a little bit of lead in the pencil and then we've got the young hot shot and they're gonna they're gonna crack the code how how well did it play with this i think because Honestly, I think Gary Busey was really good in this role, and he was, he was like he yeah. was smart, but not mm-hmm. overly so. And he was, you know, he was a hothead, but still like just enough. I feel like he was like if we're talking about the story of the Three Bears, I think his porridge was just right. Did it kind of feel like that with him? Yeah, he's just the Nick Nolte they could get. <laughs> right, <Yeah. laughs> right, correct. When you can't get real Nick Nolte. Get Gary Busey to do a fake Nick Nolte. That was that was that was how the nineties went. You either got Nick Nolte or you got a Nick Nolte yeah. person. Nick might have been yeah. a little too old at that point. So, <laughs> yeah, he, he of course, and bed, beds gave him nightmares, gave so he couldn't bed. be on the set too long. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, I mean, but Busey played well though, right? In in regards to their relationship, and then just over the course of the movie, his his character played. Right. No, he he. I mean, he did this about as. I'm sure there's a way to do it better, but for me, he did it about as well as yeah. you needed to. Like, he didn't want it to be super serious either. Right. I, I think it would have stood out as weird if he would have been, you know, like, a, like super serious and not kind of jokey. Like, the scene with the sandwiches and stuff like that, just kind of right. like the, the silliness to him. Like, he, he had that same kind of intensity, but he was able to keep the character light enough to where it didn't feel out of place. And I think that combined with that what argument. What do you say he could eat really the ass well. out of a... <laughs> of a dead rhino. eat the ass of a yeah. horse rhino. Oh, yeah, yeah, dead, dead rhino. rhino. I could eat the ass of I a dead rhino. I can't wait to that scene yeah. so I can talk That's about fucking that. Hungry, there's some comedy dude. there when we get there. No, you know, right. Didn't, didn't Bill Paxton say that in Apollo 13, too? I think he said that exact same line. Oh, no, I don't remember that. Yeah. It's been a while, though. I feel, it's been I feel, a while. I've heard I've heard yeah. that line before. I'll, yeah. I'll look into it, but Chris, you you can you can keep going. I think, but I'm with you. I think he was just serious enough. But I think, and it's gonna sound bad, but he was like just smart enough too, because he wasn't that overly smart mm-hmm. guy. Where he was like, "There's this this hair follicle is left here, and they use Selsun Blue as their shampoo, and the only the only side of town that sells Selsun Blue is here." You know, like yeah. he had this wacky theory where it was like, "I think that I think that the bank robbers are surfers, and here's why." But that still played well because. His character was like just serious enough, but just wacky enough for that to be something that we could believe in. Yeah, and and the argument that they have, I think, serves well. You can get into these movies when you try to get people paired up and kind of get people to just pair up immediately in a way that's not realistic. And and I'd say that people can't, you know, hit it off and get along. But you know, him being 
one of the most tenured people there, mm-hmm. and then Johnny being a guy who was playing football two mm-hmm. years ago. Right. Like, uh, I'm sure they would butt heads on, on some stuff, even if it was trying to get to some common ground and work together. And that just kind of works. You know, it kind of makes more believable, especially with him being a little hesitant to kind of go along with this theory. Like, this guy that everyone's been talking about is like the weird old guy has this theory about these bank robbers are you know, surfers, like, of course you'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? What are you, what are you talking yeah. about there, surfers? Where, where is this, right. like, where is this coming like, do you from? You see how they so jump I, in the counter and then he balanced himself? Only a surfer would do that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah I, Grasping I at straws, man. Like, like, in 2020, he would have, like, a side-by-side, like, a frame-by-frame of him and a surfer, and I would have been like, let me go home and stop <laughs> yeah. talking to me, because you're out of your fucking... I don't know what your deal is, but I'm not a part of this. So, like, I think a lot of the stuff with that dynamic really works to show that, like, while he is working with them, like, it, that doesn't completely overcome the fact that he is, you know... Despite the fact that he was right, still kind of insane. Like it's it's one of those cases where even you're correct, you have to be kind of insane to get there. You know, right? Which he and, was. And DC played that very well, and that dynamic was just it was just perfect. I, I kind of got long winded on, but I just think that like so much of the way that they made that dynamic work from the onset was exactly how that needed to go. Because if you'd have just had it right out the gate, they're perfectly in sync working together. I'd be like, I don't know about that. Right. Like it would, it, I'm yeah. not sure. It would have been too soon and we'd be like, how are, they, how are we here already? Like there was no transition and there really wasn't a long period between them kind of butting heads before they, they really just had the one argument at the, at the first burn car. And then, and then Pappas was like, I think they're surfers. And then the Keanu was like, I'm in, you know, and he's, he's immediately like, let's, <laughs> okay, let's run with this. Cause he talks about the tan line. You know, the, the president who moved the camera, they talked about some sand, the sand was left at the scene. They talked about some residue from board wax, you know, and, and Keanu was like, tell me you're not into some kinky shit, you know, because he's talking about the wax or whatever. And then all the summer, all the robberies take place in the summer. So he had this theory that lined up and it was like just wacky enough for Keanu to believe it. So he's into it, you know, because he's a young hotshot and he just wants to, he wants to a crack a big case. You know, of course, obviously you have 27 robberies over three years. Everybody's going to be chomping at the bit to get at this, but you have somebody who's fresh into this investigative unit. So he's like, yeah, let's, let's go for it. So he decides to take up surfing. You know, how, how hard can it be? The famous last line. So his first time out, you know, he buys this, this shit board. I forget what Lori Petty calls and the Tyler, what she initially calls it, but you know, he gets yeah. the shit board and he goes out and you know, she's like, what are you doing? You're trying Almost to you fucking know, drown. If you get, you're going to kill your, you know, you're going to commit suicide, go do it on another beach or whatever. But he, you know, he, he, he feels like she's a good lead. So he, he tells her and he looks her up and he finds out that both of her parents died in the plane crash in 84. And of all the ends, Cole, we'll talk about this real quick as far as like, I'm going to find a, t- a way to, to get in with her or, or you mm-hmm. know, strike up a conversation. This has got to be top three most fucked up ways to start a conversation. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little <laughs> much, man. Yeah. It's it, uh, you're taking some liberties on that one, um, especially you know, like, yeah. There's not really much to say outside of like that's some fucked up shit, man. You can't you can't make that shit up, right? Like that's I, yeah. I, I and no. for her to be able to get over it is fucking absurd. There's no way. Right. No. Absolutely. Yeah. Once upon finding out that he made up, not only found out that her parents died and then and made then up used it his against parents her. dying in yeah. a car wreck. Yeah, right. Now, and then then turned it into a a, you know a sob story on his end where he was like, "That's why I learned to surf my because my whole life their goals were were my goals were their goals. So I went to law school and I played football because they wanted me to as as opposed to 
taking up surfing. Like of all the things, like my parents yeah, let me surf, right. so I went to law school and played football. <laughs> what are you talking about? So like anyway, college football. So of course she feels <laughs> she, something safe like college football. <laughs> right? Yeah, we don't want you surfing, but you can go play college ball in the '90s where nobody's taking head trauma or anything yeah. seriously. Right? And, yeah. Yeah, good luck with all that. Helmets are made out of paper fucking mache back then. Yeah, the, yeah. Oh, dude. Even better off surfing. <laughs> the helmets were made out of ramen back then, dude. They just explode <laughs> on impact. There was no, no... I don't know how anybody... <laughs> ramen, though? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, that was an interesting one. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> like, because ramen, you know, is just... It's just tough enough, but like enough force, you just yeah. snap it all and just crumble. I just imagine everybody out on the like, field when it starts raining, they're like, "Well, they're fucker." <laughs> oh yeah, uh, they turn into, yeah. Uh, their pads turn to noodles. Yeah, what, yeah. What kind of what kind of tackle, trip is you get tackled and you're like, "What is that chicken?" What is it? Yeah, is that chicken or shrimp? It's like, oh, I got the shrimp. It's I got the beef packet. actually. I got the packet and yeah, open a little silver <laughs> packet. Distract the defender and go, you know, take him down the sideline for six. <laughs> He's like, I got a beef packet over here. So yeah, I mean, you get, so we cue the training montage and she she takes him out into the to the ocean and she's training him and she's <laughs> anytime not that there's a ton of movies that I've seen with surfing, but anytime I see a scene like that where somebody trying to train somebody like to stand up on their board, do less. I always think about for, <laughs> for yeah, do do. <laughs> no no no! Now you're just laying there. You got to do something. Yeah. <laughs> do less. No man, just okay, do no, less. No, do less. less. You're doing too much. <laughs> well, now you're just laying there. <laughs> Dude, that kills me every time, man. Paul Rudd was perfect in forgetting Sarah Marshall, yeah. man. You, look, you sound like, like I stopped wearing a watch when I moved out here. <laughs> he said, "Oh, that's cool, man." He's like, "Oh, it's on my phone. I don't need to. I don't need to know what time it is." Yeah, I don't need to know what time it is. His name was P.O.P. He called Pete P.O.P. Like he's like yeah. this. <laughs> But I always think of that. So we have we have Tyler teaching teaching Utah how to how to surf, how to pop up on this board, and so we have this little quick montage of them. And then enter Bodie after his first lesson. You know, we have Bodie Johnny spots Bodie and his boys, and they're they're out there surfing. Of course, Tyler is like, yeah, that's Bodie. And we have like the slow motion of him, and he's out you know shredding in the water and all that. And we get to see, you know, of course Keanu's like, wow, you know, that's that's dope. And then of course Bodie has the he has the he's a, he's a soul soul surfer right he's one of those guys that the, the that the ocean speaks to him and all this has deeper meaning and he's looking for the ultimate ride and all this stuff and so of course immediately Bodie and Johnny hit it off even though really they should be enemies because we have Johnny and Tyler together and of course mm-hmm. it's Bodie's old girl but he links up with the crew and they play beach football again we've already talked about it real quick but they're going under center like. Full on tackling. I mean, I played tackle football when I was in high school with buddies, you know, out in the yeah, out in the yard or whatever. The but shit. yeah, this was way different, way, way, way different. Yeah, but it was like incredibly awesome. Other. Oh, they were crushing people. Like, like Chris said, like there was a pulling guard at one point in the scene. <laughs> like they were, just, <laughs> they were running counters out there. Like they, it was full plays and shit. But towards the end of the game, you know, Johnny tracks down Bodie as he Johnny runs through nineteen people to get to Bodie and he tackles him into the ocean and then that's when Bodie's like, You don't recognize him? This is Johnny Utah from USC and blah blah blah. Ohio like, State. It took don't, him don't, don't Ohio State. Yeah, Ohio State, my bad. The the Ohio State. There you go. But 
it wouldn't have taken everybody that long. Like how how was it? You know, Bodie's like, this is Johnny Utah, and then everybody's like, oh yeah, man, I remember you. You're my favorite. It's number nineteen. It's like yeah. you knew his number, but you didn't recognize. You him couldn't remember now. what he anyway. fucking looked like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, and he was only two years removed from his career, so people would still right. like, clearly recognize <laughs> it still him. Still Yeah, that was like you know, two weeks 14. ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, two years is nothing. I'm, but I know those guys smoked a lot, so they probably their their memory was probably shit. So it's okay. But anyways, Hart, of course, boss, you know the John C. McGinley doesn't like the plan of them going going undercover. I guess it doesn't really help that you have Johnny Utah bringing a fucking surfboard into the office for no reason, but. They Pappas in Utah did find Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't fit. It would sit out stick out of the side. So Pappas in Utah found a found a hair sample outside of the robbery. This is one of my favorite parts of a lot of movies where the police are actually like we, we get this we get them positioned as they're actually they're actually working actively towards an investigation and doing things. They found a hair and they go to analyze it and find like Oh, this, you know, you can only find these chemicals in this ocean. And so we find out that they like isolate them to one particular place. It always, it's just funny to me how they can, we, we think that that's something that actually goes, some CSI shit actually happens. But then in reality it's like, yeah, somebody stole your car. Sorry about it. I hope you have insurance. You know, here's my card if you find anything. But anyway, so (laughs) (laughs) we have Utah going to jump around from beach to beach, like, I know that there's a lot of beaches wherever the hell they are. How how do we triangulate this? What was it? What was it about the hair that they found that made that had them isolated to that beach? Could y'all remember what it was that they found in it? Yeah, it was a very specific uh, combination it was like of a chemical or compound yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. So I can't remember what exactly what it was, but but Utah is like combing beaches basically, and he's he's out surfing, and this guy. He's surfing, I guess, on this guy's wave, and he gets punched in the face for surfing. I didn't realize that these surfers, yeah. I, and I guess we, we you know, being Southerners, we can't really relate to surfers being territorial over their beaches. But Johnny gets punched for being on these guys' beach, and he's about to get jumped by Bunker Weiss and his guys. Cole, when, when it comes to, you know, A, where the hell did Bodie come from whenever Johnny was getting jumped? But is it pretty safe to say that that Bodie like just like Vin Diesel in Fast and Furious like he liked he liked Utah from the start and so he was going to be looking out for him and then that's why that bond grew so quickly yeah for sure right they had that relationship they they were like minds right like he he saw mm-hmm. something in him because he was a little bit crazy like him uh which is proven later in the film but also driven to the very specific factor that was making him do what he did right and so mm-hmm. Patrick Swayze saw like a like spirit in 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 Keanu Reeves character and that's why he you know they they hit it off so quickly um at least that's what it feels like right and the fight scene right. of that is hilarious because like out of nowhere he's just Jean-Claude Van Damme <laughs> like he's just kicking everybody <laughs> like, like just like throwing out all these like world-class yeah. kicks and shit it's like how did you ever get called bro <laughs> Right, yeah, like you, yeah, you're doing all these like fancy like roundhouses and sweeping legs and stuff, and it's just like, but yeah, dude, you could have been. You realize where you could have been in your career if you didn't shoot Derek Jeter? Like he could have. If you didn't shoot Jeter, so Jeter. <laughs> yeah. So you know, so so Bodie and 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 Bodie and Utah handle Bunker Weiss and his crew. I did, however, like whenever whenever Papa shows up and he sees Johnny and Bodie together, and he's like, "Hey, did you see a guy run? Like how quickly he." He did think. Yeah, to, he, he was, of, he was he, ready. 
Dude, he was he was quick because he would of course. I don't even think I am him. I am. I, I, I don't even <laughs> think, but I am him. All right. She's she's what they call a um a cougar. He's like, what? Don't, don't laugh at me. Maxim Magazine called it that. <laughs> when are we gonna do thirteen? What's that? When are we doing thirteen? When are well, we, we got to do, do twelve, right? I mean, I'm I'm cool with jumping around. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. No, we do. We do right. have to do twelve. That's fair. Whenever, yeah, that, uh, yeah. Whenever, whenever it's streaming. So, anyways, so Bunker Weiss and his crew, they they fit the profile. They seem to be that they're, they're the Johnny Tran of Point Break, where it's just like they act so erratically that we feel like that we can build a case. Chris, I know that we didn't get a whole lot outside of them. Well, trying to jump Utah, and then they have a bunch of priors on their record, but. Do we feel like they had enough for Pappas and Utah and the rest of them to basically have a full-out raid of Bunker Weiss's house? Were they were they watching that long? I think that Bodhi said something about they were like Nazi shits, and then he like mm-hmm. like they're into some like some weird illegal stuff. So I think that kind of gave him like this idea to you know let me look into him and shat him since you know if if Bodhi, who I think is a member of a you know, a, a bank robbery crew was like, yeah, they're in some legal, some illegal, super dark shit. He's like, oh, let me see what they've got going on. Because if the bank robber's like, hey, man, that guy's pretty evil. Yeah, that's some shit. So I think he was like that. And then like, yeah, like he shouted him for a bit. I think he said like, I think a bit of time did pass. But I, I think it's, it's you know, it's strengthened by the fact they did have the Bodhi comment. If there wasn't the Bodhi comment, then I would have been like, what made him be like, you know, those guys that beat me up on the beach? Right. I know I'll get them back. I'm going to raid their fucking house. <laughs> that would have been insane. I mean, that is what cops but no. do, but yeah, sure. Go ahead. Right. That is true, but like. <laughs> and none of them are like, hey, is this guy from, is this the guy from the beach? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> none of them are yeah. like, oh, we, we almost fought this guy the other day. Yeah, like three weeks ago, yeah. But Cole, I think it did a really good job of of throwing us off the scent, which 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 has to happen in a movie like this because everybody, of course, wants to know. Everybody knows who the crew is, but like in our heart of hearts, you want it to be somebody else. So whenever Bunker and his crew were acting like that, part of us was like, "Oh yeah, it could be them," because they they are wild and crazy, and they're driving around and do all these things. So it kind of wanted us to make wanted to make us believe that it was Bunker and not Bodie and his crew. Yeah, and this one doesn't disguise it quite as well as the Fast and the Furious did, right? Like, you knew from the right. beginning that, obviously, Patrick Swayze was the guy that he would end up battling, right? And, and, and to some extent, of course, in the Fast and the Furious as well. But the in this one, it just never really works, right? Like, it, it it's a great scene, mm-hmm. and I like the using those guys. But, like, we obviously knew that they may be into something, but they aren't the bank robbers that they're going for. So maybe right. they'll get a couple callers, they'll look impressive or whatever, but in the end of the day, we know it's it's Patrick Swayze and his crew. Right, yeah, and and, and we, we see that relationship build. You know, I mean, Utah goes over to Bodie's house. You know, Bodie, after, after he helps Utah get, get helps him getting jumped, he invites him to his house and they have a party and Utah and Tyler go over there and where, you know, you have the back, backyard scene where Bodie's talking about the ultimate surf at Bells Beach and how this storm is going to come every 50 years and he's going to be able to, to go out there and, and, you know, catch this ultimate surf. And so we see that he, he is, he is a deeper guy. He is smart, but he's, I mean, clearly he just lives, lives off the sea, lives by the waves. And so they all go surfing after having this giant party. Like, I don't, you know, there, mm-hmm. there's a lot of late night activities, at but night. He and his crew go. Yeah. At yeah. night. And I think they all had was like headlights on out there, but they all go surfing and they're, you know, they're, 
doing their thing late night, drinking beers, surfing, whatever. And of course we have Utah and Tyler, the last to, to left on the beach and they're, they're talking and, and Johnny has this, of course it's, it's like a spiritual moment. I don't know. It's kind of like w- w- during the soul pod where it's like, you know, p- somebody being in their zone is like doing whatever mm-hmm. the thing is that they do, like helps them get into their zone. I feel like that's kind of where Johnny was. Of course, whenever, you know, we, we did see the kids coming from like a, a million miles away. Of course that was going to happen, but is that kind of where, 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 where Utah was at that moment where he felt like, even though when we, we know he's, you know, in law enforcement and he has a purpose, but he felt like he was kind of bonding and finding himself out there as well a little bit. Yeah. I think that leads into, of course he probably already liked Todd. That leads into him, into him like wanting to, you know, kiss her and all mm-hmm. that. Like he just has that moment where he really, you know, felt like himself or felt this kind of feeling that he didn't get from, you know, even playing football or whatever, because while he was undercover, like that, that wasn't him putting on a front for Tar. Like he did genuinely have that like revelation and that sense of self discovery. So I think he ended up being so vulnerable and open in that moment after that, that that led into this stuff with Todd. And I, I think that's cool too, right. To show that, you know, even while being undercover, you know, some of the things that he's going through for them to be as passionate as the bad guys made it out to be, he would also have to be affected by them some way. Uh, and, and I thought that that was a really good use of, you know, this idea that surfing is this spiritual experience. Because, I mean, again, he really learned how to surf. Right. Like he was, you know, actually, he was really out there for the sake of being undercover. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like just the, the, the natural awe of, you know, this is a thing that I struggled to learn how to do, but I just had this, you know, insane moment with it and it's just like this eye-opening experience that that was just a good scene and it led into some some really cool stuff with this character with uh with tyler yeah i think that we got a lot of a good development i think again i say jokingly that this didn't have a plot like top gun it was just dudes being dudes and guys being guys and like you said while there were several moments of that i do think that we got a deeper relationship especially with with him, well really with him and Bodie. and while there were some some good side side secondary people in this with pappas who was really good of course tyler was really good as well but they were just, you know, they, they were just entre. They weren't quite the entrees. They were just the side dishes of what the entrees were, which where was was Utah and Bodie. And so it was good to see kind of go deeper with that. And then of course with Bodie having his just like, you know, becoming one with the sea and wanting to get the ultimate surf and all these things. But we do. It does lead to you know eventually we're going to have the raid on Bunker's house, and it's just like I don't know what evidence they really had compiled to justify this raid, even though it was just the four of them. It was, you know, Utah and it was Pappas and it was those two other police officers. The other police officers who definitely would have fallen for banana and tailpipe, by the way. I feel like those two guys were just Ain't like. Ain't going for banana and tailpipe. They definitely would have fallen for that. But they they go and raid the house. And as soon as <laughs> as soon as Pappas knocks on the door, those fuckers are going for their guns, man. It's yeah, just they like, weren't well, fucking not, around, man. Not at all, dude. Like, well, I don't know what. Yeah, I know they had a little bit of what was it, coke or heroin or something it in the house. It was crystal meth, right? Something, yeah, yeah meth. Yeah. Yeah, right. That's right. That's right. But Jesus, like, how you know how uptight were those guys? It's like, I mean, I feel like especially ninety one, somebody could just randomly knock on the door. I mean, like Jehovah's Witness or something. But they were pulling guns and ready to go. And of course, Utah I mean, that dude had a pretty warm. pretty wild rap sheet, man. Yeah, he did big time. <laughs> he was just like kept reading big off time. his crimes and shit. <laughs> <laughs> so a, sh- a shootout ensues. Of course, everybody. I mean, it's just like automatic gunfire. Dudes is using using their girls as like human shields. Two of Bunker's crew get they get shot immediately. Anthony Key just shoots himself in the foot, and we just have like 
an all-out raid on the house and mm-hmm. everybody's shooting and you know Utah's fighting. The woman in the bathroom beat the shit Dude. out of Johnny. <laughs> she she really did. She fucked him up. Rakes. She was like a Mortal Kombat <laughs> character. She was really kicking his ass. With her tits nice. out, man. But I was about, I was about to say, and naked, naked, she's just beating the shit out of like somebody who's supposed to be top of his class as far as law enforcement goes, but he couldn't handle. She caught him with the Charlie Murphy front kid, dude. Yeah. He, he, ah, his hey, his he hit that dude. He hit. He did hit that he mirror. He said, yeah, he, he did, did man. I, I heard in the outtakes. That, I think I'm bleeding out of my chest. I, that's, I think I heard that in the outtakes, man. That he he did say yeah. that to her though, and she offered the stickiest of the icky to help to help yeah. bind it. So I don't I don't know, man. But I guess they. I guess they made up for it, but yeah, she she actually she beat the crap out of me. Ain't she a little old to be taking karate? You're probably in there with the little kids, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. I mean, so they raid the house, don't find anything. We find out that the DEA has been watching the house for months. We get we get a great Tom Sizemore cameo in here, man. He's sure mad do. as shit. Deep yeah. comes in there and he's just like, Sizemore. <laughs> I've been watching these guys for three months, and of course, you know he just. So we realized nice that we have. <laughs> Dude, got so a tattoo have to be a part of that group. gang, and I, he'd have whooped the shit out of all those guys, man. He really would have, man. He did all of that just for his whole he was case so to get mad. blown up. I would have mad too, man. But he, so we, so we see clearly. We realize that bunker crew. We, we get our confirmation that Bunker and his crew aren't the guy. Of course, half of them, like three-fourths of them are dead. And we have Utah. And, you know, so then he's, he's Utah's like, you know, he's suspecting Bodie of it. And so that, that, that they're that they're the killers. And he saw them, after they go surfing, he saw them packing up. And, and he saw them mooning each other and doing all this other thing. So he's like, okay, this is the crew. But they, <laughs> Chris, like you're talking about, we're going to go buy and get some lunch. Also, before we go deep into this scene, Johnny bought three sandwiches and two drinks. It was seven dollars and eighty four. It was seven dollars eighty four. That's that's the part of the scene that I was gonna get to. I was like, there's some insanity. He said, "Let me get two meatball, <laughs> meatball sandwiches, sandwiches, a tuna on wheat, and two lemonades." And she was like, boop, 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 "All right, two meatball sandwiches, a tuna on wheat, and two lemonade. That'll be seven eighty four. Are you fucking kidding? Seven dollars. Even if those sandwiches were two dollars a piece, it's still too much. Like, yeah." Yeah. Now, yeah, like if the sandwiches are two dollars a piece, like which is even you know super. Maybe he got a police officer discount Seven eighty four. Dude, he had to. That was the real robbery. Don't worry about the banks. He got three sandwiches <laughs> yeah, yeah. for less than ten. Yeah, it, they couldn't have been more money being lost at the bank than that restaurant. <laughs> we didn't see him. He flashed his gun when he walked yeah. in. If they put those meatballs on that bread real slow. Like what the what? <laughs> no what, sudden, what no their, sudden moves. What was their rent like that they could that this place could afford to sell three sandwiches, two drinks for less? Like he gave her a. T- That's what I'm saying. He gave her yeah, a ten and they got could changed. give out food and still make money. <laughs> yeah, like uh, quite a bit. Yeah. And that's I mean, and it was a big sandwich too, dude. It wasn't like a little. I thought it was yeah. like a slider or something. He came out with a fucking like eight inch po boy, dude. Was, yeah, who, who, anyway. who also just wrecks two meatball subs on the job, man. <laughs> An absolute sicko. Yeah. If yeah, the yeah. bank robbery didn't happen, he would have fallen asleep after he that. He had no a fucking way. stroke, man. 
you don't do that yet. What is he, Tony Soprano? Like, he said, I should have asked you to give me three of these. What? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, what are you going to the electric there's chair? No way like, anyone's, that's what I'm saying. There's no way anyone's that three meatballs. Three meatballs I don't care how big they yeah. are. Chris, let me ask you an honest question. When was the last time you had a meatball sub? Fuck, like last oh, week. Four? For Chris. I'd say it's been a while. That's what I'm Maybe saying. Maybe I haven't been this year. Like, I know I'll sometimes be a sicko and get the one from Subway because, like, don't let the internet lie to you. It kind of bangs. It, it, uh, um, yeah, <laughs> I haven't I'm, had, I'm with you. I haven't had it in a very long time, though. <laughs> no, like... The internet like to say that it's gross, but they're lying. People, people want to act like they're too good for certain places. Like, people slander Arby's like that. All they serve are fucking roast beef sandwiches, but Arby, like, bangs for real. And so, yeah, it, it definitely, like... There was a point where that meatball hmm. sub... Was... That smokehouse brisket sandwich from Arby's? Yeah. I'm, that's, and that's what I'm saying. Like people, yeah, people get online and want to be too cool and act like they don't eat certain places. But there were there was a long time the meatball sub carried a lot of people through some tough times. So they can so people can shut up when it comes to that. But anyway, <laughs> right? Like people people want to act way too cool like they hadn't had a meatball sub. A good meatball sub with like some parmesan sprinkled on or something like yeah, get get away from me yeah, please dude, like, i'm telling fuck, you you got some mozzarella on that bitch you got some yeah. fucking tomato sauce like come on come on right yeah and it was the meatballs from goodfellas you know so like i had to, i had yeah. to, we had to let it simmer just don't forget to stir it just don't forget yeah yeah i got to stir the sauce so while they're buying while johnny utah is buying an, enough to feed a family for less than ten dollars the, the ex-president's yeah. Honestly. $7.84. The, the, the ex-presidents pull up to the bank. Of course, like, you know, we have Pappas is not paying attention, and we have Johnny Utah at his back turn. But as soon as he gets in, he's like, hey, did you see that Lincoln pull up? And then that's when all all of them come out, and they then the, the car chase ensues. That was actually, of course, I mean, Cole, that was actually a really good little car chase, though, right, leading up to... Leading up to what was what was arguably one of the longest foot chases I've ever seen in a movie. Man, that shit was so sick, dude. Um, I, I I love the. I, I think that the the like chase sequence after that probably went on for about five minutes too long. Uh, uh, <laughs> but, it was a little long. But they did the classic L.A. thing where you jump into the L.A. River and you run in that like underground kind of like tunnels type thing because like you can't get past whatever. that. Yeah, yeah. It's always fucking cool, yep. man. But it was great though, but it was like you said, it was a, it was a the longest car, so it was a short car chase, but it was end up being a long foot chase. But then we had <laughs> Bodie threw a dog at Utah. Like I don't know that I've, it's been a long time since I've seen somebody just like pick. He picked the dog up and waited for Utah to come around a corner and then just dumped it on him like in the middle of a chase. Man, <laughs> he so here that dog was like going crazy, of course, like on Johnny, and it was going crazy. He was holding like. How were you able to grab this dog in this position? How did it not bite your face off? Like, this dog is, you know, protecting its house, its territory. It is just freaking out, and you're able to just grab it, hold it, and wait for someone to turn a corner, and then throw it at him. Hilarious chase. Like, it was a, the dog is, just a hilarious part of the chase, man. The, the dog was Republican, and he voted, I guess. That's the only thing I can think yeah. of. Because he still had the president mask on. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That was his guy. Yeah, it's <laughs> like he's like, ah, Reagan. Yeah, just, just so you know, I voted for you. Yes, yeah, so we have the long foot chase, and then like you say, <laughs> we, we get down into the, in, into the the runoff area, and and Johnny jumps down from nineteen feet up and injures his knee, 
and then we have the the stare down, and Johnny has of course the clear he does, shot. Yeah. It's his old knee injury, shot. man. Yeah, it, it flares that, up because like Chase went through like four hundred levels of elevation, dude. Right. They just they changed elevation so many times. They are above sea level, below sea level, all sorts of stuff in that one seven minute long foot chase. The, they ran long. There was a volcano for some reason, and apparently nobody nobody in L.A. locks their doors because they were running in and out of houses like it was nothing, dude. Like n- not one door was locked. The fences the, the fences were swung open. It was ridiculous. But yeah, j- right, Johnny right. Just nobody locks their doors in fucking not Compton. One person. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Before we get too far, I wanna I wanted to uh uh so I, I found a, a, a food place close by uh here in Austin uh that actually serves meatball subs as well as tuna sandwiches. Um so I've got two meatball subs for us, a, a tuna on wheat. Do y'all think that they got mediums or large drinks? I would say a me- it looked like it looked, it looked like, like a medium, 16, so I'm gonna go with a medium. Yeah, Twelve okay, to sixteen that, ounces. That, that saves us a dollar fifty. Um, and our grand total uh, without delivery, which of course they did not deliver it, is twenty seven dollars and fifty six cents. <laughs> so there we go. That sounds about yeah. right. <laughs> so there we go. Times have changed. That's what she should have said to him. Yeah, that that order was twenty dollars short of what we yeah. where we should have been. Dude. <laughs> Literally twenty dollars short. I don't That's think y'all's will still be any any good when it gets here, so I'm gonna cancel this order. But yeah. no, definitely not. No, absolutely not. It would either give me superpowers or it would send me to the great <laughs> beyond. There's no in between. One of those two things has happened for sure. Or both. Yeah. You would get superpowers and then you would go and like, die. just that fast. Yeah, I would die. Yep. <laughs> just be in heaven with laser vision. Like I don't know, man. I, don't, I can't turn off. I don't know what you want me to do. Uh, right? Yeah, sorry. I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> Give me, give me those glasses. You like run this place. You turn off. You can't. Yeah. You do that. <laughs> yeah. Give me the Cyclops glasses. I don't know what you want me to do here. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Johnny has a shot at Bodie after the 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 seven mile foot chase, and he shoot. Of course, he shoots his gun in the air. Now, very iconic scene. He shoots his gun straight into the air as opposed to taking Bodie out. So he, you know, he, he's he's got his knee all. It bandaged up and it's not even iced down or anything. He just has like an ace bandage on it, which I guess in '91 that's about par for the <laughs> yeah, course. Cause they just wrapped it. Yeah, they, that was it. <laughs> like wrapped and barely elevated. That'll do the trick back then, dude. So, so he gets back and he has to tell. He ends up having to tell Tyler that he's in the FBI, mm-hmm. and well, he's whatever. Like he. <laughs> At no point, I don't. He how doesn't. Is he gonna, and then I mean, she I know pulls a gun is, on his ass. Yeah, he was going to. Yeah, he he doesn't. And then yeah, she pulls a gun. How was he gonna break that? I know this is extremely hypothetical, but what was his plan? Was he just gonna marry her and then just be like, she's like, hey, why are all these police officers here at the wedding? Like, what was hypothetically? What? How do you guys <laughs> think he was gonna break the news to her and when? At what point in the relationship was he gonna was he gonna tell her? Do y'all think? Uh, he was probably gonna just take it to the grave. I think. I think you maybe have to at a case, certain point. Maybe you know. you're in too yep. deep. I think it's gotta Look, be. Man, I'm so deep undercover. I'm waiting in the shop, and I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I can't break cover now. I'm married. <laughs> I'm spending the police budget on wedding venues. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> take a look, man. It's part of the operation. Like, I can't right? help this shit. What do you want me yeah, to do? Yeah, she's like, hey, wh- why is your groom cake's a shield? Like, what, what, what is what is this about? He's like, hey, don't get mad. <laughs> yeah. I got something to tell you real quick. 
Yeah, fucking <laughs> Sam Jackson's there. Tyson Fury. What's his name? <laughs> Nick Fury. Not Tyson. Tyson Fury. Fury. <laughs> Tyson that's a different. Fury. That's a different guy. <laughs> that's his. That's his nephew, though. They're, they are family. Yeah. He tells her he gets her he gets an FBI mug like Will Ferrell did and the other guys, but it's female body yeah. inspector. <laughs> female body inspector. Like when you see Wait it up at first. <laughs> Wait a tick. And it's like FBI Federal Bureau, but then on second glance you're like, "Wait a second. Wait on. a second. <laughs> he threw the mug out the window when they were driving. He said, "Don't do that shit again." He's like, "Don't worry, I won't." And he's like, "But did you get the joke?" <laughs> <laughs> so he so Johnny tries to tell Tyler that he is that he is FBI and he doesn't and so we have the we, we cut to the scene where Bodie and his guys are Oh wait, quick note. Two movies in a row where a man's significant other pulled a gun on him in yep. his sleep. <laughs> yep. Two movies yeah. in a row. I was gonna mention that too. Yeah. Uh, Almost is, yeah. as crazy as the back-to-back sex scenes <laughs> on a <laughs> carnival ride that we did early on. Yeah, so. <laughs> Ooh, or back-to-back movies. We had like three movies in a row where people drank milk. <laughs> I think that's more disturbing than anything. And the three in a row of director's cameos, oh, too. trends, yeah. dude. Yeah. We're, we, uh, we're weird, man. Yeah, so next week we're going to have somebody else pull a gun on a significant other, so Keith, don't pick Toy Story. Yeah, we're no, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to go with Wolf of Wall Street, but it's not actually in like, Toy Story. They tie the us up while he's asleep. <laughs> Margot throws that water on Leo, and she's like, "Wake up, you piece yeah. of shit! You piece yeah, of that, shit! Yeah. Oh, what are you a fucking owl? <laughs> Greatest Ooh, line! Owl? <laughs> it's Venice, <laughs> L.A. <laughs> what was it? Her name was Venice, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> So of course Bodie and his crew know that or Johnny's a guy, I mean clearly that's that's the case. And so we have their their long beach conversation and Bodie's like, you know, I know what to do and it actually does a good job of cutting to cutting back to Keanu and he's asleep in his bed and why the hell did he go back to his place knowing that Bodie and his crew knew what was up? Wouldn't he go somewhere safer where they wouldn't break in? I mean you would think so. But I would have slept at the police station fucking. or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Go to a house. I mean, a I guess house. yeah. I, I maybe he didn't know it was them, right? That, that was kind of the illusion. Like he thought it was them, and then maybe yeah, he, he thought he maybe wasn't. it wasn't. So that's one of those times where I'm watching a movie and I'm just like, maybe in the heat of the moment I didn't or I wouldn't. But I was like, I think I'm a better liar than everyone. I would have been acting my ass off like I had, like I would have admitted to being a cop. But I'm like, I'm looking for the guys that are the <laughs> that are the ex-presidents. Like I don't feel like I didn't know that it was them. Again, in the heat of the moment, maybe I wouldn't. But that's one of those moments. Like yeah. as I'm watching, I'm thinking of the lies that I would have told to get out of that situation. And I'm like, oh, maybe he doesn't know it's us. Let's just let him live. Actually, so it's funny that you say that because I always put myself in that same scenario where I'm like, what would I have said here? And I know it's scripted and obviously. Man, I'd come up with the craziest lie. I'd come up with a hall I'd say that I was undercover two. as a police officer. I'd be like, I'm actually a bank robber, but I'm just trying to learn oh, so the playbook the, the, of the, the police. Double, yep. Yeah. The, the, the That's what cross. I would say. Yeah. And they'd so, be like, fuck, man. They would, That's dedication. Know, you went it? to the police academy? <laughs> 
See what I did there, Chris? Yeah. They're going to ask him, I'm going to say, they're going to ask him, did he go to the police academy or do you watch police academy? (laughs) Yeah. I'm with you. Did I watch it twice? Watch it twice. (laughs) I mean, yeah, pretty much, you you pretty much should have a badge at this point for watching it twice. Yeah, you might have a producer. (laughs) You're going to watch it back because Tom is just in there. (laughs) Get an EP on it. It's not like editing. Like, that's the original 1986 version. Like, I'm just there somewhere, or 84. I'm just. I've just been there. I didn't notice it until now. Yeah. Right. So, but the, the movie does actually do a really good job. So we we have, of course, you have the scene with Bodie and his guys are on the beach and are talking about, you know, he's a cop, he's FBI, blah, 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 this, that, and the other. And Bodie's like, I know what to do. And then we cut back to Keanu, Keanu sleeping and we see the gun in the shadows. But it's Tyler and she went through her stuff and she's, you know, of course he told her he was a lawyer, but he's police. And so she storms out of the house and he calls and uh, always great that he calls to leave a message on her answer machine uh, it's, it's always just a, a golden era of answer machines and not just like hey I'm going to text her real quick or whatever but Bodie and his crew show, show up to Johnny's house and they're of course it's like a real ominous scene Johnny is trying to reach for his gun and can't get to it but they're getting getting his clothes and they get them all together and he's like hey let's go sky- skydiving with this group of bank robbers <laughs> who I know yep. are bank robbers and they know that I'm police and they packed my shoe. Super casual. And so, yeah, everything is going to be cool. So they go up in the plane and, you know, we see we see them. And it's actually a really, actually a really dope scene because. Super dope. It is. It's That was a real skydive, right? That wasn't just like. I mean, there there were a couple of moments where it looked like some guys in like a wind tunnel. But for the most part, that was a real skydive, wasn't it? Yeah, and that's part of the trivia is, like, Swayze wouldn't let anybody do the skydiving for him, so he mm-hmm. did all of his own, like, skydiving stunts, but yeah. I don't know how much, like, there were a couple shots that definitely looked like they were, mm-hmm. like, laying on the ground, um, mm-hmm. and they just, like, mm-hmm. it, you know, it, which, of course, I'm sure, even if you did actually skydive with a camera, like, the movement of that fucking camera would give everybody, <laughs> right. like, PTSD and shit, you know what I mean? So it's like, that would have been some violent move motions on that camera. So, um, yeah, I, 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 but, yeah, it did look super realistic, and they didn't have any, like, Michael Bay drones, so. Right, yeah. Chris, you know, we, we talk about movie shots a lot and just, like, practicality of it. That was one of the cooler scenes I feel like we've done in, in a lot of the movies as far as like, hey, we're going to jump out of this plane, we're going to get these cool shots, and we're going to get the whole group, and we're going to get individuals, and they're going to do all these things. Like, it was a really good-looking shot. It was. I, I think I'm a sucker for skydiving scenes in movies, but, like, some of the wide shots that people will get off in a skydiving sequence are, like, always just so cool to me. And, and this one had yes. a couple of those. I'm like, you know, even if a good majority of this probably was fake for, you know, all sorts of purposes. Some of the wide shots that they're able to pull off, like you can't convince me they're fake. I'm like, that just looks not even too good in terms of being realistic, but just like, just too good looking in general. Like I would be crushed if I'm like, yeah, this is, <laughs> this is completely fake. So it's a, it's a good looking scene. It's a really good scene. And again, I'm probably a little biased because I love a good skydiving sequence, but there's, there's a lot going well there. Yeah, and I, I'm with you. I always do just because, well, I want to go skydiving. So every time I see one, I'm just like, I've got to go do this. I've, and, I, and I know all the, the all, all the jumps that I will be doing will be tandem jumps anyway, but still, like, that would just, to me, seem like You don't so think much we'll just fun. pack up our own shoots and jump out? Yeah, yeah. D- <laughs> no. Bullshit. So they all go up there, and they're in the plane, and they're, like, <laughs> switching shoots. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, no thanks. I'm good. Yeah, just pass out mid jump and never pull my shoot. No thanks. Yeah. So they're, yeah, they're all they're all in the plane. Thing, and they're they're, they're, they're switching good. parachute. Yeah. Nope. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> even if I, like I trusted that. That the funny. people, even if I like I watch them pack the shoots, like shuffle them around, like I've got someone else's thing now. I'm holding a different backpack than what I had when I got off the ground. No thanks. I'll be on the plane. I'll see you boys down there. Absolutely you got me not. twisted. <laughs> I'll pilot this bitch myself 100%. before I jump yes. out the a parachute that someone else just handed me. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, bro was like this. Bro was like, you, this is this is set to neck breaker. You take this one, and they shuffle shoots legit four times. Like, no, you guys have fun. We'll just we'll yep. see at the drop. <laughs> yeah. We'll see at the drop zone. So yeah, they get there and, and they're all, they're all you know it's, it's it's a legit like a two minute free fall, and they all get to the ground, and 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 they get to get to the van where everything is set up and Bodie, you know, is, it has Johnny. He's like, hey Johnny, I want to show you something, and this of course it's a the worst thing that Johnny wants to see, and it's a video of Tyler tied up and he's got his boy down there with the knife to her throat, and Bodie's like. All I'm asking for, Johnny, is 90 seconds of your time. And so he's going to get him to pull one last big job. You know, of course, he's like, if I'm not if I don't call him within six hours, you know, she's she's dead. And so Johnny has to go with them to to this last big job. And of course, Chris, we've watched so many movies and we know when it comes to like one last time and then we're out. We knew everything is going to go sideways, which which this job did oh, whenever they Somebody get to this bank. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We know that it's going to go absolutely, completely sideways. So, the first bank that they actually hit the vault, why do we think that... Of course, we knew it was going to go sideways, so we can speak on that. But why do we think that Bodie, this time around, wanted to hit the vault, as opposed to just grabbing the cash they had been getting and getting out of there? I feel like maybe it was just like a sense of this being the last one, and like, you know, no telling what happens, because now someone knows who we are, so even if he does let us leave, like, they're going to be on our tail, they might catch us eventually, so just this feeling of, you know, one way or another, this is going to be the last raw, so, you know, he's an adrenaline junkie, he likes to chase these crazy highs, he's like, let's just screw it, let's just try to hit the vault, you know, this might be the last one of these that I ever do, so that, or maybe he thought, like, having Johnny mm -hmm. there, you know, having an actual cop there, I don't know, like, ends up at some point, you know, making itself known that does its own kind of crowd control and makes it easier somehow, some way. But I, I really am leaning towards him having this sense of this is going to be the last one of these that I ever do for, you know, a number of reasons. You know, let's just see if we can hit the safe this time. Or he was just stupid. I don't know. There's always yeah. that possibility. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was ahead of the skis the a little one. bit. Yeah. Just kind of dumb and got got kind of greedy, and of course, this is like all the worst case scenarios because they take more time than normal, and then they have an undercover, well, not an there's off a cop, duty an off duty cop. police officer in the bank as well, and of course, this guy he's just like, like a full house character. Yeah, he was hilarious. Was... <laughs> he had on the just the <laughs> logoless gray crew neck with like the bluest jeans you ever seen. He's like, I'm a cop. I'm like, yeah, of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> Of yeah. course, you're, and you're of literally course wearing your badge, right? Yeah, you, your sweater you says "Make I'm a cop jeans on the that blue anymore." Like, what are you you're, talking? You're not, that's like that's fooling. an outlawed shade of blue for jeans now. Of course you're. Right? Yeah, <laughs> he yeah, he's wearing Jordache <laughs> jeans. Like nobody even know where he got Jordache from. Like even in '91, people are like, "No, nobody wears Jordache." 
So he, so the cop gets in the bank. He pulls his gun on the crew, and just, <laughs> I mean, just bullets start flying. Bodie, Bodie has to blow that cop away. I mean, he shoots at the first time they've had to pull a gun or shoot their guns. I think out of all the robbers that they pulled off, and then he, you know, of course Johnny gets shot, but Johnny does have his his. Luckily, he has his his bulletproof vest on. <laughs> so. So part of the crew gets away. Of course, part of them gets shot, and so Bodie's you know, pulling pulling them out and taking them here. We get Harp who pulls up, and he's of course yelling at everybody, even though like the crew has actually kind of been caught this time. And Pappas, dude, wouldn't Pappas have gone to jail for punching Harp after that? <laughs> like he wouldn't just be able to walk out of that bank with yeah, Johnny you Utah, can't right? just right, punch a federal agent. Yeah, right. Yeah, you like, can't just swing on federal agents and then just walk out of the. You know the crime scene after that at the crime scene. <laughs> the well. Like that's just tweet. not really how it works, man. Good tweet. No, no, it's not how it works. Like they probably nobody, just shot him. Honestly, <laughs> nobody was concerned at all. He punched, which seemed to be like he the knocked him out, the, dude. It wasn't just hero. like a regular. Yeah, dude, yeah, was like, out it was cold. Just like a regular like punch and like get him out of here, like. He punched him and then he hit the ground. He did we do we know if he got up? Like did he die? Because he hit the ground pretty. <laughs> no, he died. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think they skipped that scene. He died after that. Somebody asked Pappas. They were like, "Unfight after that. Who who <laughs> here fight. is the Somebody key grip? Go. Who here is the key grip? You. I want you to hit that guy. Yeah, punch really, him in the face really fucking hard. Really hard. hard. Hmm. Drilled him. <laughs> Just like later. I think like in Dodgeball, he's like, I think that guy really is dead. <laughs> Dude, I love that scene, yeah. man. Hey, hit that guy with the the, the guy at the, at the jukebox. Blazer. Blazer. Dude, she drilled that guy. Like his beer went everywhere. He just like laying on the ground. I think that guy really is dead. <laughs> that's, that's that it. scene always kills me, man. <clears throat> so anyway, he's... They get out. They get out of the bank. We have, you know, the crew. The crew gets out. Well, what's left of them? And Pappas takes Utah out of there, handcuffed. And of course, Utah's like, I know where they're going. Take me, you know, take me to the Santa Monica airport, but I can't shoot or arrest them. And Pappas is like, Well, that's a shit idea, you know. So okay, but let's go anyway. So we have this huge standoff. I have. I will say this. You know, watching this for the first time in a while, I've forgotten about this. But as far as movie deaths go, I don't think that Pappas's death was as telegraphed as I remember in other movies. Like, you know, you feel like you know, with this one, is like, let's go get, let's let's go after him, and we're gonna stop him here at the airport. But like, Chris, with Pappas getting shot, that was that really caught you off guard, didn't it? It did, yeah. Just because you know he was a super likable character and again like he and of course likable characters can die but like the rapport right. that he had and the way that he kind of got to be you know silly and bring that sense of levity to the movie and just where that seemed like this didn't seem like a movie they're gonna like we're gonna kill Gary Busey in this scene like it just like it it didn't have that feel like, <laughs> like right it wasn't lined up like that shot, like oh it's gonna be one of those where they like get away and there's gonna be that scene at the end of him with the trauma blanket in his arm and a cast and he's like you know you you really pulled it off mm-hmm, like you're gonna mm-hmm, get one of those mm-hmm. and then he gets shot 11 more times and I'm like oh oh so it, it <laughs> does really catch you off guard because you're like of course you're not expecting death in a lot of movies but maybe one of the more recent like movies that we've done on the pod where there's a death and it's like 
yeah, you're really just not expecting that to happen because it just doesn't feel like, you know, of course movies aren't all predictable. It just doesn't feel like the way that this was going to go with the type of movie we've been watching. No, I I was I, I was at the very first time I saw this, I did not see his. I'm, I'm like you, Chris. I thought it was gonna be like that one shot, like in the arm, and you know his arm is like heavily bandaged, and and the and the, you know, the EMTs have to cut his sleeve off, and it's like heavily bandaged. But he's you know he's cracking some jokes. He's like, you know, at least I may I may not be young and dumb right. anymore, but I'm still full of cum, right, Utah? Other or some still dumb fine. shit like that, you know, or something like, like that. <laughs> Right, he just like goes on or whatever, but we ha- we do have he he so he's shot to shit, he's dead, and we have yeah, he gets uh, shot twice in the back with a shotgun by a guy that he had already shot tough twice himself. Go. Yeah, it's real tough. So we got you know the rest of Bodie's crew is basically taken out at this point. You know, Pappas gets you know Pappas gets killed, and but Pap but Bodie is still you know he's still on his plane. He's not going to release Tyler, so John. <laughs> So they get on the plane, you know, Johnny gets, Bodie's on the plane, we have the the shot, the shot, one last part of the crew who's still alive, he's on the plane, Johnny gets on the plane as well, they're gonna go skydiving again, so homeboy who's been shot twice, is basically just pushed, it's, at this point it's like, I was weekend say, he pushed him he's out, pushed of, out a of a plane, he had a gunshot wound, <laughs> he pushed him bleeding out of profusely and talking about I'm cold, yes. oh let me get your jacket, that's not how that works, that's not how that works at all. When you start getting, no, it's when not. You get shot and you start he's, saying, he's "I'm not, cold." Like no. that's not just like, "Oh, let me get he's you back to homeostasis." No, 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 he's dying. He's done. <laughs> no, right? Yeah, it's it's not like an "I'm cold" scenario, like in Forty Year Old Virgin, where he's like, "I'm so cold," and he's like crying. You know, he's like, "This is actually like life threatening cold." And I cold. He put a yeah. Levi's <laughs> denim jacket on him and pushed him out of an airplane after he. After, <laughs> Out of an airplane, dude. That's colder. Yeah. I mean, I guess like maybe the G forces at least wake you up. Push all the blood out of you while you're falling. I'm just saying, Bodhi is just. I I don't know how. Say that it wouldn't. No. (laughs) I'm surprised it didn't just get get to the ground and it was just a lifeless body with no shoot being pulled. I got. I I was like, yeah, he would have died. Yeah, right, right. (laughs) At least he didn't die that way. He held out long enough. Maybe, yeah, maybe like the adrenaline spike that you get from being thrown out of a plane like (laughs) buys you a couple extra minutes on the earth. Right, but not many though. So, (laughs) so he he pushed out of the plane. Bodie jumps out, and of course Johnny with no shoot jumps out of the fucking plane and like missiles himself down to you to to Bodie. Which is really, I mean, it was just ridiculous and absurd, but it's also actually really cool to see him just jump out of this plane. Cole, did did we did you see that coming? When as far as like him just jumping out and being able to catch up to Bodie midair, and then them not pulling the shoot until they're fifty one feet off the ground. Yeah, man, I can't remember because I've seen this movie so many times now. <laughs> like, I can't remember what my first experience was like. I was young. I was probably like seven or eight at most. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, but like, even this time I was still like, he's not going to fucking jump. Is he Right, going to fucking jump? And like, I saw right. it six months ago. Like, I know he's going to jump. Um, so yeah, it's unpredictable, but I just like that. He was just like, fuck it. I'm going, you know, like he didn't have a choice. There was no pilot. So he just jumped out just free balled out of the airplane and somehow caught up and they had a full conversation <laughs> while, <laughs> while, while, while falling at, uh, you know, 
fucking yeah free falling and um you know i love that scene it's it's actually Same. my best scene that's one of my favorite like i just fucking it's just awesome like nobody buys it but do you give a shit it's like who no, cares like absolutely I, not. obviously he can't jump out of that airplane and catch up to him and then them have some sort of standoff in midair and nobody die like that just isn't gonna happen but it's fucking cool no it was it was awesome so he catches up to him midair they pull the chute legit like 100 feet off the ground. It would have broken every bone in their body whenever they hit that ground because they fell so hard. But they, They'd have been pretty hurt, yeah. Yeah, they'd have been real damn hurt. But they get to the ground, and, and you know, of course, Tyler, we we, we have Johnny, and, and, and Bodie does this. You know, he called, and like, like you said, Cole, that's, that's what Bodie saw in Johnny from the jump, and that's why he liked him from the jump because he said he's like you're a wildcat or something like that, or he called him that at the end yeah. as they're kind of tussling around in their shoes. What did he say? You're a Norway fucker he, or something? Yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, clearly something that he had seen in him from the jump. But Tyler gets released. You know, she uh, like Bodie promised. She, you know, as long as he got to that spot, that she would be okay. And so she, the, the, there's a trade off where Bodie runs to the getaway car, and then she is released. So we we. Fast forward to, oh, this is this giant storm in Australia and, and Bodie's out on the beach and Johnny finally catches up to him. He said, I, you know, I was a week behind you in Fiji and I was here and I was, I was there and they have this giant fight on the beach. By the way, Bodie Which would FBI kick, does not have that sort of jurisdiction. N- jurisdiction, no. <laughs> Batman is the only person who who could have gone and gotten Bodie. Like, I don't care. Yeah, yeah that seriously, happened. at that point, like, yeah. He yeah, robbed the bank. He wasn't a fucking, you know, criminal mastermind. Yeah, Bodie would have been like, I mean, I guess me he did jerk. kill a cop. Yeah, he, you know, they, he they did. Don't like that. Yeah. They frowned on that. Bodie, Bodie would have said, don't give me that jurist my diction crap, right? That, that's where he would have that line. Addiction. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we, we get the, the, the big Australia jump. Bodie would have kicked Utah's ass, by the way. Bodie was, like, way stronger. Like, there wouldn't have even been a fair fight. It would have been an absolute bloodbath. So they, yeah, they, he had already fought in Budsport like two years earlier. Right. <laughs> and Kumite? The Kumite, man. Yeah, yeah. So they have this this great fight and, and Johnny with the sleight of hand handcuffs Bodie and he's like, you know, man, let me just let me just go get this last one last surf and and it is so while it is cheesy, it actually is kind of a cool scene and a cool ending, but as we have Bodie wanting to get that last the way that he had been waiting to get, and, and of course, Chris, you know, watching watching tons of movies, we knew he wasn't coming back. And even when, whenever the police officer was like, "You let him go," and he's and he's like, "Let me, you know, let me get this one way before I go." Even even though you knew it was a giant wave and a huge storm, like we still the part of you still feel like Bodie was gonna, you know, conquer this wave, or do you feel like it was fitting for him to go down in a blaze of glory with this with this particular oh. wave and storm? It's weird because I think it's it's both of those. I think there is like the part that you think that he is, you know, maybe going to come back, right? Like you do think he's gonna, you know, because like you said, he 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 wasn't gonna go anywhere. Right? They had the helicopter, they had all the other stuff. He wasn't gonna really be able to escape. So you know, you do think that he is gonna come back. But also when he does die, you're like, you know what? That's that's just right. Like it's weird to think like with how bad a person he was to think like, oh, he deserves this nice send off. Like taking that part of you it's like yeah him you know right. dying out there is is that's the way to go that's the way to do it you know if he would have died again he's the bad guy so i don't know if there's like a ceremonious and unceremonious way to kill him. like if he would have just gotten shot you know or, or just died in the middle of that fight i would have been like okay that's cool 
but for him to go and you know do the thing he's been waiting for and you know he's he's out of the handcuffs and he just you know dies because mm-hmm. the wave you know hits him with the people's elbow i'm like yeah that feels right that feels about right <laughs> that wave <laughs> fucked him yeah. up man that wave yeah, the rock man you could have gone and got Bodie and put him in your wallet dude that thing crushed him he was finished. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he never really he got off the floor, man. He no, just, he like, didn't. started and then was just, like, dead. Yeah, poor guy. Yeah. Yeah, he never had a prayer. Yeah, that, that wave got him, man. It was – but and, and it was just, like I said, a fitting send-off for him. And it didn't – like, Johnny being like, you know, we let him go or, you know, he's going to get away. He's like, no, you know, no, I didn't. No, he didn't. Something like that. And then it's just like – Fade to black, like 1991 style. There's no real resolution. Mm-hmm. It's just like the movie just ends, you know? It's like, I mean, I mean, outside of, you know, Bodie being taken out by the wave that he wanted to be, wanted to be a part of the whole time. And so, you know, we have Johnny walking off and throwing his badge into the, into the ocean. And so I feel like he's going to go pursue his, what is he, what does he do after this? Does he become a head coach somewhere? Does he get into sports or did he just become a surf instructor? What do we feel like his AFL. next steps are? Yeah, the USFL, yeah. AFL. Yep. yep. I was gonna say the Rock he joins the Rocks one. Football League and what's up, people? Johnny Utah here. Oh, it's so the replacements. Yeah, so so this is I'm signing Johnny Utah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start. So this is how the replacement starts. Gotcha. That makes tons of sense. Actually, yeah, he went out there and hid on a boat. Gene Hackman found Gene him. Gene Hackman was there. Yeah, John they won Favreau. a playoff game. Yeah, I'm down. I'm totally down. That's, I'm I'm definitely down with that. So yeah, that's that's the future of Johnny Utah is the replacement and being the quarterback for whatever the hell that team was. Can't remember their the names. Washington Sentinels. <laughs> that movie sucked though, man. His name was bad. Shane Falco. Shane Falco. I remember. Oh, I remember his yeah. name. Hell yeah. No doubt. No doubt about it. I didn't laugh a lot in that one. I did have a laugh. Oh, He's a Segway God. Papis. He's kind of crazy. <laughs> in this scene. The. <laughs> The, the scene that had me laughing out loud with Pappas was after the after the raid at Bunker Weiss's house and, and Johnny's outside with that last thug and they're out there with that the lawnmower that doesn't shut off, by the way, after yeah, dude, somebody's it, hands it went for like taken off of it. Three minutes. Yeah, it it's just still running. St- yeah, yeah that, that thing would have ran out of gas. It, dude, seriously. <laughs> so they get out there and they're, and they're fighting and Johnny's face is about to get turn into mincemeat and and Pappas shoots a lawnmower and then he's like he puts the gun up to the guy's face and he's like speaking <laughs> to the microphone squid brain like uh, there's yeah. like this like the squid 90 brain. like the most 90s insult of all time he said speak into the microphone squid brain I still don't know what that means but it made me laugh hard uh, as yep. hell man I don't I don't know but Chris what scene had you laughing that's two meatball sandwiches, tuna on wheat, and two lemonades. That'll be seven eighty four. I audibly fucking laugh because that was an insane. That's so much food, dude. That's that's so much stuff. Dude, to be so seven dollars and eight, and that's like probably after taxes. You know, so it's like, so what was it before? Is it like seven dollars flat or something? <laughs> so that one, that one got me. Yeah, it was six something. And then six ninety five uh, before Bodie goes out on the waves. He goes, where am I going to go, man? Cliffs on both sides. I'm not going to paddle to New Zealand. And I was like, all right, fair. He's like, can't argue with that. Well, he's. he's <laughs> yeah, he's. He he's, might, shit. They would have just fired a nuke done. in the middle. Like, I'm sick of this shit. He's done. We're not, we, will, we will deal with the environmental uh, ramifications afterwards. We're not going to chase this guy anymore. So those, just those lines 
were just so fun. Oh, and the other one, when that off-duty cop is trying to play a hero and the security guard is begging him. He's like, please, no, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, please, please just, please stay just stop. Put your oh, yeah. You're paid enough. The fucking security guard is being more valiant. Like, he actually understands said, the game more than the away. fucking please cop does. Right. Yeah. He's like, please stop, dude. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm not backing you up. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely not. Oh, Kevin from the office was like, I don't get paid enough for this shit. Poor guy. He was he was just like, he's gotta let these things play out. There's seven of them and they have these crazy guns and we have two, you know, police issue pistols and so it it's just so funny. He is like begging not with the life that he's about to lose, but the life that, you know Please don't. It's just him laying on the ground. He's like, please don't do anything. Just just sit here. I don't want to do this. I don't yeah, blame him. at all. That's please the right don't. play. Just lay, Cole, lay there and lay the play out. It's not my money. Yeah, I don't same. care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not your money. What do you, yeah, what do you care about? Let me take man. it. Cole, uh, for me, Keith, laughing, it, um, yeah. it's, it's the young, dumb, and full cum. That just is so fucking 90s. It's so stupid, and I don't know what it means, but every time I laugh, and, you know, obviously the, the man delivers it perfectly like he, he often does. So that one always kills me. Um, there were other funny scenes in this, but that one's just, just top-notch. No, absolutely. That that line, like I said, it, it just, it's so absurd and so ridiculous, and it makes me laugh every time because it's like, dude, what are you even talking about? Why are we talking about... Yeah. Like this. Are we right talking about now. my dick right now? Right now, yeah. It it's ridiculous. So Mr. Mustang, I feel like we had several candidates for this. A lot of people came and went in this movie and were awesome or awesomely bad or both. I went with the topless girl in the shower who kicked everybody's ass and also she kicked she mm. kicked Utah's ass and she stabbed another cop while topless and like yeah. freshly she she hadn't even dried off yet, but she was like kicking ass. So I don't even know if she had a credit as a name. Like she was listed as like just girl in the shower, but she was showing off her skills. So that was, that was my Mr. Mustang. Chris, who was yours? I'm overly attached to the scene, but it was the girl working at the deli. Cause <laughs> like, uh, like she, she had to like fire up some kind of crazy discount, man. He got a no- If Jesus would have had this, he would have had to turn like, you know, like water into wine and he would have to like make bread and fish but he could have just taken these three sandwiches and these two lemonades and fed everybody she's she, like what is this pocket change <laughs> she he got you know just just an insane amount of food and two drinks <laughs> for seven dollars so she had to have been doing something like she she fired up some kind of discount you know like there had to have been more than just a police discount you know so she she is Mr. Mustang. She showed up, and she might even made it. She might have literally cooked. We don't even know it. You know, she's just good like that. No, I'm with you. That that actually is a really good one though. Whatever that discount was is the Mustang. What a nice lady, man. I need so to nice. find her and find out like how do I get the? Okay, hey, I heard about the the six ninety nine three sandwich two drink combo. <laughs> three sandwich two drink combo. <laughs> That's six ninety five, Chris. Come on. Six ninety five. Yeah, my bad. My bad. Yeah. 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 Yeah, how do I get the six ninety five family meal? She's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> just all you have to do is just mention this ad, and you'll be an ex football <laughs> player and now an FBI agent. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. All right, all right, Cole. What was yours, Mister Mustang? 
Man, mine was the kid at the surf shop. Um, oh, yeah. Was, he was yeah, good. That yeah. sold him the surfboard. He was hilarious, man. He was like, starting at your age, he was like, I'm 25. He's like, it's never too late, you know, just, but he, <laughs> he, uh, he, he cracked me up, man. He was really funny and like a very viable character because it's like, you know, surfers are like, cool, let this kid run our shop, man. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. He can't shave, but sure, he can probably count. Oh, he can well, handle money, well, I'm well, sure. Well, Walmart brand Jonathan Taylor Thomas. He's like Jonathan Tyler Thomas. He was ready to roll, man. He yeah. got market corrected because he was on his way to doing big things. Yeah, they'd already cast him for a license to drive, man. Yeah, yeah. Him and Corey Haim was gonna do some big things, dude. He was gonna be a part of that Corey crew. I love fucking license to drive, man. That movie is. I love that movie. That movie rocks, dude. It's so good. Right. I'm a free yeah. man. Oh, dude, Corey Haim and <laughs> yeah, Corey Feldman, yeah. dude. Uh, I love it. Whenever that streams, get ready, motherfuckers. Like, we're doing that. I don't <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. We're, we're doing that one. All right, Jameis Winston. In the car, though. Jameis, yeah. We, yeah, I'll have to do it from the back, from the passenger seat of your car. Yep. I'll Come try. Down. All right, so Jameis Winston. There, There's a lot of candidates here for this, oh, I feel yeah. like. Oh, <laughs> A whole lot of candidates. Mine was Chris Peterson, a.k.a. Bunker Weiss. He and his boys jumped Johnny, got their asses kicked on the beach, mm-hmm. raised a suspicion mm-hmm. of the FBI or whatever, got their house raided. Yep. Got, he, used, he used his girl as a human shield, and he got shot in the fucking head. So I don't know if he gets <laughs> much worse tough. than that. Yeah, it's pretty pretty tough That's beat. He didn't, pretty tough he, plot outline. Yeah, he had a bad, bad game beat. all the way around. So that was that was my Jameis Winston was Bunker Weiss. Chris, who was yours? Mine was the off-duty cop in the most generic outfit <laughs> you've ever seen. Like that's a true that's a true Jameis performance where it's just like look, you know, everyone else is doing their thing. You know, you just just don't try to make the hero play, right? Like just stay within yourselves. You know, do things and you need to do, just and manage the game. Yeah. And he was just like ah, you know, sex tuple coverage because there are Fucking six people in their guns. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. hop up and just start firing some shit off and see what happens. And he died. He he literally died. I don't. I just don't know what was going through his head. What did he think was gonna happen? Do you think like him and his one gun would make them be like, oh man, we're out? You know, it's oh I'm sorry. He had the security guard bag. Do he think that those two were gonna did. scare them off? Like you got these yeah, pistols. They like got that was gonna shotguns. work. Shotguns. Yeah, like one guy had an Uzi or something. Didn't like that. They're not afraid of you. You, yeah, you and Paul Blart are gonna be shit. <laughs> yeah, like, what are you talking yeah. about, yeah. man? Like, I would genuinely, I wish he was still here so I could ask him what he thought. What was he hoping to accomplish? Do you think he was gonna scare him? What was, yeah, what, what, what was, was going through your mind right? there? Yeah, maybe I do and need you to send me that sub, Cole, so I can get close to him. Like, hey, man, I will yeah. give yeah. this yeah. answer yeah. to people yeah. on my podcast, but what did you think was gonna happen there? I just. He's just like, man, I, you know, I was, I was young, dumb, and full of cum. That's yeah. it. That's all. He's like, that's all I can, I can really say. Do you see how gray my yeah. sweater was? Come on now. Come on and now. he had the, like the slowest reload of a gun <laughs> ever. I know it was slow motion, but he still was like looking slow down for slow and, motion somehow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was doing too much. That's actually a good one, Cole. Who was your Jameis Winston? Yeah, unfortunately, Chris is fucking right. Um, <laughs> That's a that's a good choice, man. I actually, but I, I went with Ronald Reagan. 
Um, the, the the actual Ronald Reagan, not the not not Bro, Bodie wearing a Ronald Reagan mask, yeah. because just about every problem we have currently is because of Ronald Reagan. So Jameis Winston, true story. Ronald Reagan, true Reagan story, yeah. the true villain, our true villain, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, I'm not wrong. Uh, you know, no, not wrong at all. Towards the Reagan, uh, you know, I like to stir shit died. up sometimes. No, that's fair. <laughs> no, you're you're not. You're definitely not wrong. All right, so rent's due. Uh, I'm not even gonna try to get cute. It's Patrick Swayze. He was incredible as Bodie. He was he was fun. He was crazy. It's adrenaline junkie. He did all the things. He was ridiculously handsome and just. I, I hate that he his life was cut short, but mm-hmm. I, you know, we 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 did get to see him do a lot of great things. So we 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 enjoyed him as Bodie, and I felt like rent was due for him. Chris, who was rent due for for you? Same person, Patrick Swayze, for the reasons you just said. He was you know, he was charming. He was charismatic. I could certainly see people, you know, being drawn to him where they robbed, yeah, like yep. where they robbed the banks yep. with him, or they just played, you know, four quarters of sand football with him. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, I would have been full <laughs> contact. I would have been returning punch for that football. guy. You know what I mean? Like, he would have uh, no doubt. I would have been on the no play with like catch. a clipboard. No like, fair catch. Me no and Devin catch. Hester throwing up blocks. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, you you, you want to you know just support the guy? He burned through a wall for him, and, and he was just good. You know he had that sense of being evil whenever he was talking like I don't really like killing like I am just a spiritual guy I don't like violence like you also bought that you know so that mm-hmm. he sold everything about this performance rent was due for him and I mean he kind of he kind of looked nasty in that football game he was kind of going crazy like his QBR no, his QBR crazy. was nuts <laughs> he was going crazy and he had a QB sack too because he drilled Johnny <laughs> that was point, man he called he did, him, man. He, he had mean, a delayed blitz, like after the, he he let the line set up their pass protection, and then he had like a staggered blitz. No, it was it was a great read, just a gap like, blitz. Look, man, yeah. Aaron Donald is good, but I ain't seen him throw a, a sixty yard bomb off a pump fake. Like I'm sorry, like he Absolutely just you not. know he signed that big deal, he and we're happy help. for him. Probably he could probably throw him eighty yards <laughs> with his opposite hand because he's gigantic. Yeah, but he hasn't done it would, yet. <laughs> his uncle would be in the stands, and he would be like, "And he can pass." <laughs> he can pass. Yeah. <laughs> you even mow your lawn, wash your dishes. He'll even fill your Gatorade yeah. cooler. He fill the Gatorade. Yep. And he can pass. All right, I Cole. Love that scene. Oh man, I love that movie. It oh, it's incredible. Who was rent due for? Who was rent due for? Uh, Cole. You know, honestly, I I don't think y'all are necessarily wrong. I did feel like no one in this movie. I mean, actually, I felt like everybody in this movie was acting as if they were never <laughs> gonna get another paycheck. Um, <laughs> because like everybody brought it. Gary Busey brought it. Fucking, there were some scenes where Keanu Reeves was like really. You know, I think he's come a long way as an actor, and he Big actually time. is pretty good, pretty Big good time. now. But he yep. was really bad in some of these first early movies, and this is one of them. Um, so I went with Catherine Bigelow because. There's a multiple reasons why, but for a a female to make an action movie in the 1990s and Huge. to have it stand the test of time like this, like, do you realize how challenging that had to be? Because not only was there going to be very little chance that anybody would even give her a shot to make a movie like this, if she would have not done it as good as this with a limited budget we probably wouldn't have seen her make movies anymore, right? So, no. Because no one would have gave her another shot to do it. So I don't see how you couldn't be like, oh, it's 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 anybody else besides her. Because, again, this is one of those iconic action movies, and it was made by a woman. And at in the 90s, that's fucking 
unheard of. So Catherine Bigelow for me. That's actually a really, really good one. I, I completely agree. She, yeah, action movie, and it was like all male lead, basically. I mean, but but I would say Lori Petty did, she did crush too. She was really, really good. I felt like we didn't talk and about her enough. none of them were very good either, right? No, not necessarily, no, but like they, they were all good like, together. Patrick Swayze had, there were times where he, like, it was like, okay, this guy is really, really good. But then there were other times where it was like, oh, this is a little bit overacted. Like the the script wasn't, you know, it it was a cool story, wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily a good script, right? And she was able to get like the cool vibey stuff in it, but even nailed the fucking action scenes. Yeah, no, it was great. She she crushed, and this actually so it dips into my trivia. But this is her highest grossing movie until she did Zero Dark Thirty. So just to show Damn. like how well Damn. it did. Yeah, yeah. So so best scene, you know, Cole. I know you already touched on yours, but mine was the skydiving scene. But it was the first one, not the not the second mm-hmm. one. Um, that one's good too. But it was. I mean, they're they're all really good. But it's just just the scene in general, like I said, because I just really do want to go skydiving. So I imagine it being just fun to say thrill like that. And everybody's reaction, even though I know for those guys in the movie or just in, you know, in, in the course of the movie, I know that that was probably like their thousandth jump and they were just as excited for that jump as they would have been for their first. And I just know that that's the case when actually skydiving has got to be just that thrill and it's just exhilarating. So uh, I thought that that scene was just really cool and it just got we got to see a, a fun side of everybody because they just like turned into children basically. Like just giddy, giddy people as they flew through the sky. Chris, what was your best scene? Same one as you, the, the first skydiving scene. There's just, you know, it's that sense of like wonder. It does make you want to do that again. I, I really like the way that it looked like some of those wide shots. Some of the moments they all kind of like lock in and, and you know, yes, interlock hands. Yes. There's always a suspicion like once he gets over there, they're just all going to stab mm-hmm. him at once and let him free mm-hmm. fall and die. But they don't. And it's just, it's really cool. So, uh, you know, you you hit it perfectly. That's just a great scene to move like this, and, and that is that's my best. Right, scene. So what was yours? Yeah, I'd, I'd already said it. Um, mm-hmm. I like the the second skydive. I I love the first skydive as well. Uh, there, it's it's always cool, right? Like y'all said, especially with the framing, mm-hmm. and and it's neat when they all come together and they're holding hands, and then they you know pull each, pull each other's parachutes there at the end. That's just fucking cool. Um, but yeah, I, I love the kind of finale in general, um, just because it is it's so testosterone driven, right? Oh, like there's time. just so much piss and vinegar in that scene. Like he, hey, he jumps out of an airplane jumps. without a fucking parachute to yep. catch him. Um, you know, just like I, with a gun, with in, a his gun in his hand. <laughs> and then they like have that standoff. He's like, you're not going to fucking shoot me. You're going to have to pull the parachute and all that sort of stuff. And like, you know, obviously they're not going to die, but like the intensity there is ramped up pretty high. Um, oh, and time. so I always enjoy that scene. Big time. So, awards wise, I don't think that, I didn't see anything. Cole, did you see anything as far as awards go? Yeah. So no, uh, no nominations. Although uh, both leads were nominated for MTV Awards Most Desirable Male, oh, that's dope. Um, which Keanu Reeves ended up winning. Um, and the rest of the nominees in that is a perfect 1990s list. Um, it was Christian Slater for Cuffs, <laughs> Kevin Costner for Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, mm-hmm. and Jean-Claude Van Damme for Double Impact. Uh, so that's that's some 90s shit right there, oh, that dude. That is very much so 90s. Jean-Claude Van Damme at the MTV Movie Awards is just a hilarious thought to me. I don't know mm. why. And I know they were kind of like a bigger Huge. deal back then than Huge. they are now. 
but just like just something about Jean and maybe like I have the perception of what they are now. But like Jean Claude Van Damme at the MTV Movie yeah, Awards yeah, yeah. is just it's just funny. I mean, stuff. Stuff. I mean he was pretty Oscars, damn though. good looking in ninety two. So oh, no doubt. Twice. That's true. No, not times. even like from a bad standpoint. Played two different guys. That's it's kind of yeah. unfair when you think about it. Yeah, he played twins. That movie stunk, dude. <laughs> that movie was bad. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I call BS on that. All right, well, we'll <laughs> if it's streaming, we'll do it. You know, you couldn't say that. Yeah. Streaming, cool. you'll do it. Well, he's the president Let's of Nick, the Nick Cage fan club, so I don't know how many not how many the, presidents. Not the JCVD. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I thought I could throw it out there and be fine. <laughs> I mean, I, most of them I'll let you have. That one and Hard Target, I think, are both pretty solid. <laughs> anyway, I'm I'm moving on from this. This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so trivia wise, I did to, like I already talked about. This is this is Bigelow's highest gross movie until Zero Dark Thirty, and then Cole actually I already touched on another one where talking about Patrick Swayze and refusing stunt doubles for surfing scenes as he had never used one for fight scenes or car chases. So this guy, Fuck. like, yeah, yeah, he's he was hardcore, man. Like Tom Cruise before Tom Cruise was there. Like he just did. He's like, I'm going to do, yeah, put me on the side of this airplane. Like put me on the side of this building. We're going to do all this shit. Chris, did you Let's find any, any other, any other trivia? I did not. know. Nope. Yeah. This one was yeah, pretty. You already shit on all mine. So yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. We can't let this guy like, you know, it's like the other guy was like, you want to stop this guy? Take his calculator away. You want to stop Keith? Take IMDB yeah. away because he gets all yeah, of our trivia. Desk, Pop. <laughs> I know you guys don't respect me as a police officer, all right? But I know that's not a that's not a thing. That's not true. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy, when's the last time you did a desk pop? <laughs> September eight. September eight. <laughs> September. <laughs> he said it's okay. We do. He was just filling out like an Excel spreadsheet. He like just barely looked away from right. the computer. I would have shot my gun in the office too. I'm sorry, but but he he sold that scene. Bobby C sold that. I would have also right fired a gun immediately. Yeah. So we're actually going to stay in the precinct for this next movie, as it is my pick. But we're going to go back a little ways. We're going to just go back to 1987. A little movie with Mel Gibson and Danny Glover. Mm. We're going to go to the original Lethal Weapon. A fun, it was a fun oh, time. Oh shit! Yes, Let's sir. The alleg- the original. We're going back to some real classic shit. Danny Glover. Right. What are we Danny streaming Glover, on? It is on HBO. We're staying on HBO Max, of course, because I'm trying to get I'm trying to get them to rum, H- run me my H- check. H- yeah, four I think in so. a row. I'm trying to get me to That's get them to run doing, me a check. Tell them bring me my money. My money. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so first of all, go go watch Point Break, which is on HBO Max, and then stay on the same platform. And we're going to go to the original '87. Lethal Weapon, it's a good one. Good time, man. I'm ready. I'm I'm not too old for this shit yet. Like 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 Murtaugh I'm is. too old for this shit. <laughs> too old for this shit. But yes, for all of us here at the stream team, Cole Miller, Chris Lowry, Keith Evans, let's go play some football in the beach. Let's do it. Yeah, find twenty one of yeah. your friends yeah. and let's go play, play football. Let's play Eleven on eleven. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>